to the book of Revelation, chapter 3, and to redeem the time, we'll read verse 7 to verse 8. Thank you, young men. When he was 19 and 20, if I'm still alive and well, I'm going to see if you're going to change your mind. Or she'll talk like you spoke tonight. I'll be checking upon you to see if you still have the same love and desire to forward what you're talking about tonight. Chapter 3 of Revelation, verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. He that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. You have not denied my name. Let's read verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue, or the church of Satan, which say they are Jews, that means Christians, and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship before thy feet, that means to be enthroned with Jesus, to know that I have Love thee. Let's go to verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, meaning you've not given up on him, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the world, and try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take what well, I'm about to give to you. No, it's just that crown. So you have one. You may not be wearing it, but you have one. You said, let no man take thy crown. In other words, we have one. Well, where is it? You just have one. It's not your reveal. Lord Jesus, it's all in you. The law, the prophet, and the psalms. And now the gospel is all about you. Let this service ring from heaven to earth. God, come down here right now. Visit us. Let the day spring from an eye pay us a visit. And when we leave here, God, let it be better than when we came. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And my title is, What Door Is This? What Door Is This? I didn't say doors. I said, What Door Is This? Ask the first beside you, What Door Is This? What Door Is This? Let's worship God again. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. I was thinking yesterday night about how God loves the church. And how God said we ought to love the church. I don't know if people understand what marriage is all about. People get married for the wrong reason, for infatuation. Nobody falls in love, because if you fall in love, they need a paramedic to help you and band-aid you. So I don't see how you're going to fall in love if you're going to bruise yourself and get hurt real bad. Don't fall in love. It's a bad experience. Amen. But the Lord has equated marriage to something that we does not see on earth between Jesus and His church. And then He demanded that husbands in the church love their wives. Not said husbands love their wives. I just said husbands love your wives. Plural. As Christ love the church. Now, every man should be scared in his boots. When God asked me to love my wife on the level that he loves his church. Now, I may not shiver in my boot because I don't understand what Christ's love is for his church. But once you understand what Christ's love is for the church, it's a different story. You know, there's no defense against love. Nobody run away from love. Love is something you embrace. Love is something that you caress. Amen. And uh, you kick a dog once, and you never forget it. You kick an elephant once, and he'll kill you in time of the display of the pantomime. Got long memory. Remember many times the training got killed by the elephant. Somewhere he stabbed that elephant with a stick. Hit him real hard. And the elephant keep that memory there. And when they're practicing or training, he killed them. Elephants are known for killing their trainers for hurting them. They may not look like at the time that they're being hurt. But when they get hurt, friend, they keep a long grudge. And they will stomp that guy to death. A dog, even a cat. Most cats, you know, see it coming, and they'll come and rub against you. But if you kick that cat, Fred, and see it coming, you go, because <laughs> he's scared of you, thinking you're going to kick him again. And so he's terrified, anticipating another kick. And so he remembers that you Amen. Uh, kicked him, and and so I want to tell the church that Jesus Christ is not a wife beater. Lord, that was heavy. Now I know you like you wives love to be beaten up, but the church doesn't want to be beaten up by Christ. You know, you got masochist wife that love to be beaten up, stepped on. Otherwise, God, if you, if you love me, slap me, please. If you love me, step on me, please. If you love me, let me cry often, please. If you love me, bruise me, please. And all oh, I didn't do it again. I love it. Chain of bondage. 
Well, not every wise girl is like that. But you know what? People don't run away from love. People run towards love. Amen. They embrace love because love is caressing. And so Jesus loved his church. And I'm sorry to say we cannot preach in churches that Christ loved the church like husbands love the church, love their wives. Because the experience wives have are terrible. Bad experience, not good. In fact, frightening experience. It's like to tell a child, well, you know, your heavenly father loves you. So don't talk to me about daddy. Because to them, to them, a daddy experience is a bad one. Amen. Get that cell off the place. Or I've been releasing the cell, please. Amen. Everybody get out of their cell tonight. Turn your cells off. Thank you. But, you know, people of bad experience with their father, you cannot teach them that God is your father. They will not have it. Because their experience of a dad is bad. And you can't say, well, God is like your daddy. They don't want to hear that. You're going to miss them. Said, if that's God, I don't want him. And, and, and you say, well, you know, it's just a, a lady, well, you know, uh, uh, Christ is a husband like your husband. He said, I don't want him. Forget it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That work both ways too, you know. If, if that's the way, if that's the way wives supposed to treat husbands, is that the way you treat Christ? No, you don't do that way. But God draw the, the equation of between a husband and a wife on earth to the love between Christ and His church. And a lot of guys don't understand that. You know, I'm going to say this to you right now. At my house, I don't pastor my wife. At home, I'm not the pastor to my wife. That's my wife. She don't call me Pastor Neil. And I don't say Sister Neil. I say, huh? I say, hi, sugar. Hi, baby. Hey, sweetie. That's the way I talk to her. Now in church, it may slip out. <laughs> because I'm in automatic drive. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was in one place, and they were watching, but another watching. I said, come on, sweetie. Hey, sweetie, pass it, sweetie. Give us, honey. Thank you. Then it was all over. The, the, the wife said to me, my, then you guys are real. You're not putting it on. You, you mean what you say. Well, what makes you think I'm faking it? <laughs> I didn't come this far to fake it. That's a lot of money to pay to come this far to fake it. <laughs> I meant what I said. That's what I always said. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't call her by her name. I call her by the pet name. Amen. You know, I heard about a couple were at a place, and two couples, and one said to the other, the couple said, Pastor Sugar, Sugar, and, 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 and Pastor Honey, Hunt, and, and we're supposed to pass the tea bag. Now, I, I don't want to wear the tea. I like to drink it, not wear it. But said, Christ loved His church and gave Himself, gave Himself for the church. Amen. Christ loved His church and gave Himself. 
Now, if God's asking husbands to die for their wives, I'm not sure nobody's going to do that. Maybe, maybe God, she's dead, she's going to be remarried again. <laughs> I'm not sure. Don't, don't, don't try to find out. Because if he loves you, just don't get in a situation that has to die for you. Amen. But Christ died for the church. And I thought about it. God's greatest accomplishment was not creation. God's greatest accomplishment were not the wars He fought for the nation of Israel. It was not the world that He created. It was not the trees and the animals and the, and the rivers. But His greatest His greatest accomplishment that God ever had accomplished, as far as we know, was not the creation of angels, but it was the purchase of His bride. He purchased the church with his own blood. Now, I'm not sure why I'm giving a, a marriage lesson here. Maybe some of you guys really need to be bad. I'm not sure. It's free enterprise tonight, so talk in. Amen. But the Bible says, Christ so loved the church. Why? Because he purchased the church with his own blood. I don't know if husbands know this, but God said, even my prayers could be hindered if I don't treat my wife right. And if there's one thing I don't want is my wife put a roadblock. Amen. Or a caveat on my prayer. That when I pray, God just don't answer it. So if God has not been answering your prayer, maybe go talk to your wife and say, Release me and let me go. I don't love you anymore. <laughs> Please release me. Amen. And maybe you can sing back to her, Take this chain from my heart and set me free. I don't know what song you know. Amen. Hallelujah. But, but the Bible says, Even our prayer can be hindered. And then we read tonight, it says, It's a great mystery that God has in store for His church. Now, many times, most believers on the pew do not realize they are the bride of Christ. Now, I want to tell you, most times, I'll be honest with you, my wife veto when I want to buy something. And when she wants to buy something, I just go for it. Now, I, you know, I know she's not listening to what I'm saying, but it's true. If there's one thing you don't want to tell your wife is no. If you do, please cut your tongue out and get a new tongue put in there. Because it's so wonderful to have a, a nice wife when you come home. Your home is beautiful. The life is right and just awesome and debonair because you have a happy wife. And God wants is a happy church. God wants a church that is proud of Him. Amen. And God is writing to this people here, and says some call themselves Jews, but they're not Jews. He said they are the synagogue of Satan. In other words, they're counterfeit. Amen. Now, marriage is not a, a profession. It's a relationship. Marriage is not a calling. So you're not the bishop of your wife. 
So then I call it. Oh, Lord, have mercy now. It's not a profession. You don't have a journeyman status on her. It is a relationship. Amen. And I've always told you girls, make sure when you marry the guy, three things to check out about this guy. Pick out, make sure you got a song book, the black book, and the pocket book. And if you don't have any, take him to look somewhere else. You're not interested in it. Two is not good enough. Three has got to have all three. Because you're going to need all three. Amen. Lord, I'm, I'm losing it there. I can see this one. You guys are hopping tonight. You're dragging. Lord, what a kind of backslidden church we have tonight. Lord have mercy. What am I walking tonight? Ask the person beside you. Get that grim look off your face and smile. Don't tell the world you're guilty. I'm trying to get you somewhere, church. And the Lord said, look, I'm going to give you an open door. But I thought about it, Lord. In Deuteronomy, you gave the world a choice of two doors. But here, it's not a choice. It's a gift. I'm giving you an open door. You don't have to choose in my relationship whether good or evil. Because you don't have a good or evil choice in my relationship. It's all a open door. It's all good. Oh, Lord of mercy. Come on, church. Don't sit on me. You're too heavy. Come on now. Get off me. Come on, somebody. Hey, hey come on, church. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. God will give you the option between two doors. God said, I give you an open, an open door. And God says, nobody can shut that open door. And I won't be shutting it. And no man can shut it. Because Jesus is that door. Does somebody hear me? Jesus is that door. In your marriage is not either or. It's absolutely all together. Everything is go, go, go. Lord, I, I know I hit it hard tonight. But I like it anyhow. The more you stir me up tonight. Hallelujah. The door, because Jesus is that door, it is not a multiple choice. He's not a multiple choice. You know, I'm going to confess my wife is here. When my wife travels from her mom to the airport, I'm worried from the moment she gets in my car to the moment she gets to the airport. And then my wife is the poorest user of cell phone. It's always on the off card. Never online, always offline. And when I call, I'm dealing with offline. And I can never get through, and I get all worried. I thought, this woman just won't check her phone. I said, Holy Ghost, would you please tell my wife, check her phone. Do whatever you can, Holy Ghost, if you can't do anything. Tell my wife, check her phone. And sometimes he doesn't. Other times he doesn't. He said, I'm staying out of family feud. 
And so I gotta wait. And when she called, I said, Where? where? She said, All oh, my phone is off. And I didn't know. She said, Well, it's time to get training. But till she landed at my, at my home, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. And Christ is concerned about this church on this terra firma. Until he take you home, he's always concerned about your status. He's always concerned about your safety. He's concerned about your supplies. He's concerned about your nutrient. He must have loved the church. I'm talking about not a fear of love, but a gap of love. He loved you with every love he's got in his fiber. And so look, he knows the church. You know what I mean? Give them all the vitamins and vitamins, amen? Now, folks, don't, don't price this, please. One girl wanted to kill her husband, so she feed him concrete very slowly. She put uh, cement in his meal very slowly until the guy turned concrete inside out. Now, please don't follow that, please. I, you didn't hear that, right? Because of the tape. But uh, <laughs> that's quite a situation. To have a wife, amen, setting you up for death row. Hallelujah. But Jesus Christ is not like that. He cherishes the church. The church sometimes said to my wife, now forgive me, folks, this is on a bedroom screen, it's an open scene. I said, honey, come and touch my forehead. I just like your touch. Some of don't want angels touch me. I don't want my angels touch me. I want my wife touch me. <laughs> I said, honey, it just feels good. I may be tired, but then you touch me and I feel good. Why do you do more often? There's some of that touch. Well, if you know, you say, folks, try it tonight. It works. Free enterprise. It works real good. I don't want to be slapped, maybe touched. <laughs> well, come on, church. And when God touches the church, you know it. I said, when God touches, it's joy and speakable and full of glory. I'm trying to tell you, church, you said, touch me, Lord, one more time. Oh, God, you got to touch me one more time. Touch me one more time. Now, in every marriage, you know, in every marriage, one of the two of you talk too much. In my case, it's me that talk too much. My wife don't talk at all. I talk all the talking. I'm not sure what you do all the talking, and I kept asking, not interested in what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I kept on talking, you know, hoping I should get something out of it. But what folks? Jesus Christ never tuned you out. You know why? He gave you an open door. Hallelujah. That door is an everlasting door. <laughs> I must tell the truth. When I first married my life, I was so caught up with this gal, good-looking, brown-skinned chick. I'm telling you, friends, I keep saying, fellas, 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 you stop calling my name. <laughs> I don't forget all that madness I went through. <laughs> stop calling my name. Well, church, Jesus will not tell you that. I said, He won't tell you that. He loves when you call Jesus. 
Jesus, Jesus, there's something nice about calling on that name of the Lord. Whosoever call on the name of the Lord, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. There's something about calling on that name. I'm giving you an open door and no man can shut that thing up. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. That door is the window to heaven. He said that door is into the Father's house. That door is a door of salvation. I'm telling you right now, it bothers me how Christians do not understand who they are and their relationship, who they are. Now, my wife likes to ask me when the phone rings, who are you talking to? Now, to some husband, that bothers them. That's a soon so. I don't know why she asked me. I don't care why she asked me. I got nothing to hide. Hello. She would have chose somebody that nobody wants. But she's safe. It's one of the guys handsome. You ought to worry about him. It's one of the guys cute. You gotta worry about much to worry about me. I'm the unwanted figure. Save in the harbor. Don't worry about it. Praise God. <laughs> but God said, look, I give you an open door. The access is open. And I thought to myself, he said, no man can shut that door. There's a door to the heart of God, and there's a door from the heart of God to the church. Nobody should shut that door. That door of love should stay open between Christ and the church. He loved the church and cherished the church. Well, hallelujah. It's the door to His treasures. It's the door to His kingdom. It's the door to eternal salvation. It's the door of blessing. It's the door of the wedding chamber. It's the door, hallelujah, of the everlasting blessing that He promised you, my friend. Hallelujah. I know what you... I said, thou stop and steer at my wife. She didn't know I'm steering at her. She, I don't know if she's steering at me at all. I know what she sees. But I told her one time in her life she can lie. And God will forgive her all the time. And she said, honey, you're the sweetest guy I've ever met. <laughs> and I know that's a lie. Praise God. One guy met my wife two weeks ago at this conference. He said to me, boy, I wish I was one of those guys that could tell you, you used to date your wife. I thought, ooh, thank God I'm saved. <laughs> You're about to be knocked out. <laughs> I thought, what are you trying to tell me? Hallelujah. He said, I wish I was. He's trying to rub it into me. Friend, what did friend? Jesus Christ won't have no second in his life. You have an open door to the heart of God. You got an open door to the mind of God. He got to open. Oh, come on, church. Doors that no man can shut that door. Do you see what God's trying to say to you? God's trying to say that door is a door of success. When God spoke to Abraham, 
It's the Abraham type eight thing. I said, I will, I will, I will. And if anybody trying to mess with you, they're going to mess with me also. That's still true today. God told a man called Joshua. He said, look, I'm going to win. I am, I am, I am, I am with you. If anybody touch you, they're going to touch me also. You're going to be invincible. You're going to have good success. I'm going to get an open door of victory after victory and prosperity. And you can't know what defeat is. I'm trying to tell somebody, God said, I want to give you an open door to blessing, prosperity, salvation, the king's house, the king's palace, everything he has, you have an open door to it. You can step right in and not be concerned about who will slam the door on you. Come on, step right in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God says it means Oh God a door open to you for a greater accomplishment. It's amazing how God sees us different from how we see ourselves. Well, I'm a no good saint. I'm a this, I'm a that. Gosh, oh no. I see you as the apple of my eye. Hallelujah. Well, God don't care about me. God says, that's not true. You, you're carved in the palm of my hand. Lord of mercy. But God, you didn't hear my prayer. God said, just a minute now, you're wrong. He says, a mother may forget her sucking baby, but I won't forget you. I will always have you as the apple of my eye. Church, there's an open door to the heart of God, and no man can shut it. No person by thought or by design or concoction can stop it. Look, when God want to promote you, nobody can demote you. When God want to raise you up, nobody can put you down. When God want to elevate you, nobody can deflate. Oh, come on, somebody. You're going to realize God's going to give you an open door. You're going to open door tonight. Can the church hear me? I'm going to speak to you as the bride of Christ. God is your husband. And you are the bride of Christ. He said, you are my jewels. And you are my blessing treasures of the field. You are the pearl of great purpose. And I purchased you for a purpose. And nobody can demote that purpose. Hallelujah. I've had jobs before. I told those who want to get out of there, I said, you can't fire me until God gets tired of me being here. Hallelujah. You know, the devil needs permission to touch Job. You know, Satan needs permission to tempt you. God don't lead in temptation. Satan has permission because God is bragging on us. I thought God is bragging on us. When we fall in the divers tradition, count all joy. Why? What the joy? Well, these are thoughts. No, God, these are thoughts. Joy. Joy. Because at the end of this test, Lord God will give you a testimony. This child is a character builder. This fire first is a purifier. I'm trying to tell somebody, you have an open door to God's ultimate best. You're going to realize the church who you are. God say, you are my bride. I nurse you. I cherish you. I take care of you. No man can pluck you out of my hand. You hear him talking about church. No man can shut the door of opportunity that I give to you. No man can demote you when I promote you. No man can deflate you when I inflate you, my friend. You've got to realize you've got an open door. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Hallelujah. God don't brag on creation. 
He only brag on his church. Only one chapter given to the creation. And the rest of the book is about us. Let's worship God. You know why I buy my wife anything she wants? I love that she looks good. I said, look, but don't touch. I said, look, but don't touch. What, what's wrong with you, husband? What's wrong with you guys? You should be jumping up and shouting. Your wife is looking at you right now. I said, get up on your shout. <laughs> Come on, give, give a connected hook. I said, get up on a shout. Hallelujah. Or push him off the bench. <laughs> and we'll know who you're talking to. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God said, look, this open door, he cherishes you. Tell me, God cherishes me. God sanctifies me. God magnifies me. God glorifies me. Gideon couldn't understand why God would call him a, a mighty man of valor. He couldn't understand that. They called David a brat. God called him a chosen vessel. Come on, somebody. Do you know what God's talking about here? God said, you are my children. Ah, come on now. You are the pearl of the price of the field. Come on, somebody. God gave us all for you and for me. He said, shall he not give you all things? All things. All. He said, Pastor, you're just talking. That's your problem. I'm preaching. I'm not just talking. I'm telling you what the Word of God said. Faith come by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. They preached on their Pentecost. And 3,000 believe. And were brought to the church. Can you believe tonight that God is talking to you like He talked to the church in Philadelphia? He loved His church as His own body. Hallelujah. Now, now husbands, don't get mad at me because I know you guys are an exception to the rule and every rule of exceptions. But most husbands got a budget constraint that only apply to the wife but not to them. Lord have mercy. I got God can preach for me. Told his wife she can't buy this, she can't do this. And he went to the store with him and she was right there. And Freddie was spending dollars. And she forgot where she was. And she starts crying out, Murder! Murder! Just a minute. Where's the law of Moses? You just told me I couldn't buy nothing. You made all... Oh, this is me. You know, husband got greater needs. Special needs. Hey, especially these people are in wheelchairs. You're special. You should be in a wheelchair. You have special need. You just got two laws. Well, Jesus Christ, I give you all things. My God, if He gave me all things, there's nothing left for Him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Christ is that door, and God said it is unstoppable. You know, there are saints that one live below the privilege and one live high on the ark. You know who got the best in the church here? The people that know their God. 
One have expense and one have exploits. You can tell those with, uh, you know, the expense. Unspoken request. Hallelujah. While well, the other's walking with a tuxedo. BMW. I don't want to wear any G's around church. Let's think God can bless me. Even if I have to go to Sally Ann and look the part, I will do it. Amen. Nothing wrong with wearing dead men clothes. When you die, you leave some behind too. And somebody's going to wear it. You might as well wear it to church now. While you can. So when I see somebody out there with it, I can tell where it came from. Hello, somebody. You've got unlimited access to the door of opportunity. Amen. I don't have to shortcut to, to get what I want because God has given me access to everything He owns. All that the Father has is mine. This next word. And all of mine is thine. How many believe that? How many believe that? How many would go in the city and dare point at anything so expensive as that that can be mine? I'm talking about limitless benefits via the door. I don't care how big your desires are. God said your desire can come through that door. Some got small desire, and God gives small desire through a small door. Some got big desire, it comes through a big door. I refuse to be like my fellow preachers. I'm sorry, friend. I'm not Jeremiah. I will not live in the pits. I'm going to live in the palace. Oh, hallelujah. I'm losing people now. Everybody say amen. amen. Jesus is the door to your opportunity. Now, this door, God said, tell you tonight, I give you an open door. It's a guarantee to success. Spell the word success on there for me, please. I'm going to tell you tonight, you cannot have the word success without you in the middle of it. I heard somebody talking to their kid, and their kid are talking about failures. My God, if you were my kid, and it's because failures, I'll slap your teeth out. I put in all these pretty quick, you need dentures. I'll knock those ivories out. You ought not to talk about what you can't do. Talk about what you can do. I'm telling my friend, nobody get depressed talking about what they can do. Is when you're talking about what you can't do. My friend can't do is what makes you depressed and oppressed. But oh church, I got an open door. My God said, look, open door means you've got divine connection. In the city right now, for every one of you, there's a divine connection in this place for you. You just need a revelation. Who and where and when and how. If not you, then who? If not here, then where? If not now, then when? I'm trying to tell somebody this divine connection working on my behalf. All things 
are working right now together for me personally and my good wife. I'll tell you, my friend, can you claim it and name it? Can you believe it and blab it? Can you say tonight, I've got an open door to God's treasure house. I've got an open door to God's treasure house. I got some preachers that want to find some plans for what they want. Now their intentions are good, but they're looking outside the book. Amen. Outside the text, that's pretext. Inside the book is context. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, church, if you want to be successful in this church, look for those who are dropouts and avoid them. Say hello and move on fast. Don't pitch tent. You're going to be in valley. Amen. Find that guy on the mountaintop. Find the saints who are happy. Lord, I lost you now. Open door means great potential. It's open to you. Nobody can interfere with it. God says you can come to the throne room. And find help in the time of any need that you may have. Somebody to know Jesus Christ and Him alone is the head of the sheepfold. You can have wool. You can have milk, lamb chops. Come on, pastors green. I'm trying to tell somebody, promotion don't come from your boss or from the east or from the west. It's God who set up and God who takes down and as far as I heard the last time, He wants to promote you. He doesn't want to demote you. You've got to believe if you're going to receive. There's a seed being planted now in the heart of somebody that's going to rise up and take the mantle of God and say, I'm going to open opportunity. God gave it to me. I can preach from my experience. I've been in McMurray since 1980. I didn't have to depend on me, but I depend on Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of my needs are in Him. Not just the Godhead, but oh, bless God, the church is the bride of Christ. Every husband loves a happy wife. Every husband wants a cheerful wife. Every husband wants a blessed wife. And if you are the bride of Christ, there's nothing too hard for him to do. Hallelujah. I've never been a coat in my wife. When I die, don't bury me. Get a deep freezer and keep me in the house. Let's freeze the body and keep me like I've always been. Hope when I resurrect and come back to you. Okay, you'll never find another me. Mm. That's something. Better up and benefits. Unlimited. When I walked in my prayer room and I bowed my knees, he knows what I need war. And when I want blessing, and when I want education, he knows. Because sometimes when I go there, I say, God, it's time for promotion. And somebody said, No, it's demotion. And God said, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No tongue that rise up against you in judgment shall 
get ahead. Who shall condemn thee? It's Christ that justified thee. I want you to shout hallelujah now. If your husband right now will stand right up. Come on, husband, stand right up. And look at your wife. I said, honey, you're blessed to have me. I said, you're blessed to have me. I am it. I said, I am it. I'm the Jesus in your life. Woo! That's pretty weak. Sit down for a while. I dare you, wife. I want to do it right now. The problem in the church. I dare you, wife. Start calling your husband Lord. Sarah did. If you want Sarah, bless you, call him Lord. Now, I must spell the word Lord for my wife. L-O-R-D. Lord. Try it. Lord. Lord Neil. Yes, madame. What can I do for you? <laughs> Woo! Sarah called him Lord. Wow! The blessing is in your mouth. When the church pray, God's ears are open. You've got an unstoppable access to the heart of God. He said, look, you don't have to push this door. It's already open. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Daniel, Either you're a false or you're a real. You're always smiling. Have you got a problem with fixing this? Some things in life are fixed. Or are you just smiling spite off? Don't tell. Don't tell. <laughs> but the blessing is yours for the asking. Hallelujah. I say Hallelujah. Stop pushing. It's already open. It's open. The struggle is over. Joy is yours at last. The door is open. Hallelujah. Everyone guy said, I'm celebrating my anniversary. And took my wife to McDonald's. Man, she should take that M off McDonald's and hit him on the head. Make a boomerang out of it and knock him down. Come on, guys. Hallelujah. Go sell your shoe and go up on the, the, the rotunda, the rotating room. <laughs> Hallelujah. And give your wife one of the best dishes ever had. God loves His church. When the church realizes how important you are to Jesus. My wife don't come back around and say, honey, please. I know she won't do it anyhow. I gave my wife one time my wallet in the presence of an evangelist. And he was shocked. You do that always? I said, why not? I could see his wife. I married the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wrong church. 
<laughs> Some folks, you know, you wonder who is your Jesus. I want to tell you tonight, situation and circumstance and events are working out in your favor. Can you believe that? I don't want you. I may not be the mayor of the city, but the city is mine. I claim every soul in the city. I pray for every. You know, I I got divine support. I got heavenly behind me. When you start praying, heaven is behind you. Angels is behind you. Cherubs are behind you. Seraphims are behind you. The word of God is behind you. The prophets are with you. The kings are with you. The priests are with you. Can somebody shout? I am the bride of Christ. And I have ordained connection. It's coming my way. I can feel it. I can hear it. Unlimited protection against the odds. If I drove past a, a, a house that I danced, said, honey, if I was to ever get greedy and I want a house, that's the one I want. That's a preacher's house. I call it a preacher's house. Then I said, thou shalt not commit thy neighbor's house. <laughs> and I wrote on. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. But I looked at it. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, church, God who spared His own Son shall not spare any effort to give you all things. All things. All things. All things. Unlimited. Amen. Protection. The odds may be against you, but God is for you. You cannot lose. God said, no man shall be able to stand before you. Church, you've got to believe it. You've got to receive it. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is not handicapped. He's not in a valley. And even if He was, He'd bring you through. Hallelujah. God can and will see you through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, something to you tonight. Open door means that there are no more restrictions. Some of you, you know, you come me, you pray to God like He won't care for you. Because you don't mean what you say, you don't get what you should. Hallelujah. I was at one company one time, Spanish and German and what is it? Another, another nation. And Jamaican in the midst of it. You know, we Jamaican, you know, we are. We're gypsies. We are everywhere. Every country you go, we're there. Every bad thing's happened. Jamaicans. Bad buds. But one thing, we're godly though. Even when we're bad, we're godly. Hallelujah. And here we are, right in the midst of it all. That's the lady and gentlemen. I'm not here on trial. I'm going to tell what God can do. It's up to you to get it. And if you get it, and you've got the praise. And if you don't get it, that's his problem. Not mine. I'm just going to tell you like it was. When they deliver you a letter, does the postman worry about what's in the letter? He just deliver it. Tonight, I'm delivering a letter tonight. Yeah. Hallelujah. You're stumbling block. 
will be moved because God said, I give you. I give you an open door. Tonight, God said, I will make your stumbling block a stepping stone. Can anybody hear me? Anybody hear me? Woo! Hallelujah. The roadblocks become a highway to glory. Highway to victory. Oh, hallelujah. The mountaintops become like a plain. Come on, somebody. The ditches are dried up. Amen. The terrors and the traps and the snares. God said, I'll burn them all up. You sound like I thought. Forty years going in circles. When God said, take three days to get there. If you're tired tonight of going in circles, this is your night. Step out. Put on that wedding dress. I read an article one time. It's a size five dress worn by mistake for sale. Well, my friend, this wedding garment I'm wearing right now was not put on by mistake. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Let's worship God right now. <laughs> All the hindrances are gone. Church, the Bible said you must Follow the preacher's faith. And I come here not as a fake, but to preach faith to your heart and tell you, you need it, you got it, you want it, you can walk out of here with it. God said, I gave you a door that's open. It's not a glass door. When a glass is, it's wide open. Woo! It's open. Paul says, the Corinthians were against him. And he got shipwrecked. He says, A great and effectual door was opened to me. He never said but. He said, And there are many adversaries. It's impossible to have a financial statement that doesn't have profit and loss. Whoosh, you want to see miracles? I want to see miracles. Then go hang around crippled people. Go hang around people who are deaf and mute. Stop hanging around those who can't talk and don't need you. Lord have mercy. Go where they're crippled. Go where they're in a wheelchair. And then I dare you speak a word of faith. I'm coming to a close because I see you're closing me out. Hello? This open door involves unrestricted access. Every time I worry, God says, you know what? Son, I already have gray, white hair. Why do you want to join the club? Oh, now my hair's not turning white because I'm worrying. It's just a sign of wisdom. The more wise I get, the more white it gets. But yours, when it's white, it's worry. Jacob had a problem. And come to the close here. He got the blessing. He got the inheritance. 
He got the birthright. And he's crying, begging God. If you will bless me, your daddy bless you already. Your daddy gave it to you already. You're a child of promise. No matter where you go, you're going to have stars. And s- your daddy would have blessed you. What are you worried about? You're a blessed individual. The economy is going to turn around. We're going to grow faster and better. Richer and blesser. We take pride in growing in time of famine. We take pleasure in having miracles in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. I said, my Jesus is at his best in times of trouble. I said, when the fire gets hotter, he gets bigger. Come on, somebody. God is on your side. I'm trying to tell somebody. And Paul says, and God, God said there are many adversaries. But God can turn adversaries. Amen. Into supporters. Here's Paul on a highland. It looked like a shipwreck. So you look like in a shipwreck relationship. What you're going through, that's why it took to save your husband. That's why it took to save your wife. That's why it took to save your children. They could not be saved any other way. There was no other way to save them. If it didn't happen to you, he would not be saved. She would not be saved. They would not be saved. There was no other way. You are Joseph. That's what you are. You're on your way to the throne. My friend, you had to go that torturous route. But there's treasure in the routing. Your latter end shall be greater increase than your first beginning. I want to tell someone, it take Calvary to give you celebration. If Jesus had not died, we wouldn't have a church. Oh, if Stephen had not died, there wouldn't be an Apostle Paul. <coughs> if Israel had not rejected Jesus, Gentiles would never be grafted in. And I want to prophesy somebody right now. You're going to be a savior in your family. Your suffering has value. Your suffering is not ineffective. It was the only way I could get to your family. It was the only road. And I chose you to bear the cross because I know that I could take you through the same Gethsemane that I've been through. I take you through the same routing of heartaches and breaks because I know I could trust you that you wouldn't let go of your integrity. But now is the time and this is the year of Jubilee. You're about to have a turnaround divine ladder. It's being provided. Support is coming. Support is available. A miracle turnaround is about to happen like every plant in McMurray 
They have a turnaround. You both have a turnaround in your experience. I'm telling you, my friend, it takes what you're going through to save that baby, to save that mother, to save that husband, to save that wife. You might as well rejoice right now and thank God for your thorns, for your thorns in your brow. But one to become a crown. Opportunity is knocking at your door. Support is available. You are capable. God trusts you for him for a while. I'm coming to close your church. I'm going to try hard to finish here. Amen. Ah, this morning got up too easy. I was hooked in cigarettes. And I was sincere. And I struggled. And I fought. It still seemingly failed. At the end of the rope, and I thought, I can't do this. I can't live for God. It's hard. I'm not getting anywhere. It's impossible. At that time, that was my day for divine celebration, divine liberation, divine glorification, divine sanctification, divine justification, divine multiplication, divine emancipation. God said, this is the time. This is the hour. Now you've learned your lesson. That it takes me to bring you out of where you are. You can't fake your way into prosperity. I don't care how many talents you've got. I don't care who knows you. If Jesus don't know you, friend, you're coming in some other way. You're a thief and a robber. Oh, but there's somebody here tonight, amen, you have uncommon opportunity that's coming your way. Unprecedented success is about to unfold to you like an accordion. Somebody to know tonight there's power working in your direction. And nobody can hinder the flow that's coming your way. No more ebbing away. But there's a flowing my way. God has opened the door for my celebration. No more hindered to my celebration. Somebody to be shouting right now. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Let's all stand. But in my day, when I was in church, men of God got up behind this pulpit and preached my grief and preached my sorrow. Come on, church. Don't leave me now. Let me, church. And they preached my sorrow and preached my grief. But somewhere through it all, I knew that God had me in mind. I knew the camera was on me. And maybe it didn't mean much to other people. But church, it was worth the thorns. It was worth the prickles. It was worth the pain. It was worth it all. It turned to be my gain. I wouldn't have forgot tonight if I didn't have troubles. If I didn't have problems. If I didn't have woes and sorrows. I would know how good God is. And then God said, Now boy, keep your mouth shut. I'm going to leave you. And take you far, not leave, but take you far. And bless you. When God's going to bless you, He'll take you in a place where not even anyone will want to come. Because they don't want to pay the price you pay. Whew. An open door. Don't mess up. I have a lady one time, in fact, 
three times happened to me in this church. Bad husbands. Bad. Nasty. Mean. One told me, I will never go to your church. One says, invite him to the house so I can shoot him. Let me kill him all the time. Anybody want to kill him all the time? I'll be ready to die here, Jesus. So he invited to the house where I can shoot him in my house. God's going to save the guy. It's amazing, you know, when somebody comes prophesying plenty in the midst of famine. It don't make sense. Kind of crazy, you know, Mary comes and he, Christ going to live again. He's dead. Oh. I forget the man walked in my office. He stood for the first time in his life. Cried like a baby. Cried. She wasn't even there when he was doing it. He cried. And Paul. And have instant stammering lips. Make a long story short, he got baptized and got the Holy Ghost. And because of the way he treated her, she said, if he ever come to this church, I quit. I will not live for God. I'll quit for the way he treated me. But her suffering was the cross. That bridged the gap between him and Christ. She had to be the Lamb because we are the body of Christ. If we suffer with him, he said, I'll never! And she wanted me to do things. I said, The Bible didn't say you can't do that. And she's mad. And she loves me. She did. She'll do everything for me. Treat me real good. But just would not, would not understand the way of success sometimes is through the valley. And the way to the mountaintop, you got to pass through the valley. So when he came in, she said, I'm not coming back. And he came in and didn't last because she didn't realize that day was the open door. God opened the door and she wouldn't let him walk in. She bored him! Friend, you can't let the flesh reign. The carnal man is enmity with God. When you become the body of Christ, you may have to take 39 lashes on your back with him. The next one said, said to me, next wife said to me, 
The husband says, hey, we're going to Edmonton. And your pastor says, the church should go. We got bills we owe. But we will not, we will not pay the bills. We will go and see what God can do for us. He's not saved. Doesn't go to church. But the door was open. Unknown to her. When she didn't expect it to open, God opened the door. An open door. That he could close when she could. He said, let's go talk to the pastor. And he came to my house. I don't bring folks to my house. He said, let's go to his house and talk to him. And so she said to me right before him, you're trying to save him, but I'm not. Can you believe that? In the pastor's face. You're trying to save him, but I'm not. God showed me when I went to that seat and come back, what's going to happen? Church, the door was closed. Not by the devil, but by the bride. Close the door. Well, if I tell any of it's sad, I won't tell you. I wanted to reveal the character who it was. It's not the first time. Another one grabbed me by the collar. He said, let's go talk to the preacher. You listen to him the whole lot. Come on. He said, fix it. The door is open again. And every time the girls close it, the girls always close it. Always close it in the flesh. When the door is open. If you close this door, you will live to regret it. When I open the door, it's an opportunity for great things to happen. I set before you an open door of success that no man can close. But before the unsaved, they have two doors before them. Life and death. And I can tell you more stories after stories. After stories by your heads. I don't want you to leave here unhappy. But if you can't bring yourself to humility, and say like Mary, be unto me, Lord, according to thy word. No man can sit what God is open. They cannot reverse your suffering, nor can they reverse the blessing that's following after it. Not even Balaam could stop it. You will not be denied the victory that you long for. You will not 
suffer the loss, prosperity will return. And God will perform as He's prophesied. And God will produce what is advanced. Open me. No obstacle is going to stop what I'm about to do for you. A leverage has been given to you tonight. Who is God's people tonight? A divine connection is connecting right now. Unprecedented support. Nobody should leave here confused. Not when you are surrendering your life to God. And God says, I will make them come and bow at your footstool. And to know that I did love you. An open door. When I first came to the city, I'd never met the couple. But I was told the story that they tried to get this man to live for God. Every day, every Sunday she tried to bring this man to God. And he wouldn't come just mean and nasty and dirty. Hurt her. A little white church building he wouldn't go to it. He hated it. He despised it. But she kept on going to church. And I'm told, unknown to her, one Saturday, he went and buy a shirt and a suit and hid it from his wife. She didn't know it. And he put it in a closet from her. And that morning, got the tie ready to go to church. And she lay in bed and he said, well, are you going, are you going to church? She says, no. That's the very morning the door was open. Why are you going to church? Well, God knows in my prayer, I'm, I'm tired of fighting. I'm giving up. He went to the closet and opened it up and showed the clothing. I said, why did you do it? I was coming with you this morning. I was coming to church with you. But seeing that you're not going to go, I will not bother. And that was the end of Pentecostalism in that home. The only person can close the door that is open. He says, no man. He didn't say, you can. He said, you can. But no man outside of you can pluck out of his hand. We jump out. Who's God talking to this morning, tonight? I know why it takes so long to get to this altar, but somebody in this church, I'm going to say you're a fool. I'm going to put it straight. You're a damn fool. And the word damn means you're being damned with yourself. I don't mean the curse sense. I mean you're damned by being foolish. You know God is talking to you. You're damning your family, damning your soul, damning everything God's trying to control. I put
put in your homes opportunity now can't you believe God for a miracle Joseph had a chance to close the door he didn't and he thought he was going back home to the same old problem and the king says not tonight tonight you're going on the throne Joseph nobody can stop you from being king he got promoted promoted which of you in your family is dying that the rest might live which of you are being persecuted pierced prodded wounded lied upon troubled but out of your suffering comes an open door to your mama, your brother, your sister, your uncle. All three, as I told you, end up tragically. For when God opened the door to them, they were in no position to receive. No man closed it. They closed it. somebody who went one second longer than when others were quitting I know it's late I know it's late but there's an open door to this church this church is an open door in the last days who's God talking to here God why do you put me through all this? God, why do you put me through all this? My family sold me. Why do you let me get purchased like a slave? God, why did you let me get light upon? I'm innocent. You know that. Why do you let me go to Egypt in prison? They hurt my feet. They hurt my feelings. God, why did you allow it? Jacob could ask the same question. Lord, for 13 years I've delivered out my son. You know he's not dead. Why did you let me go through all that? Why, God, why did I have to go through all that pain and suffering? Here's how the story ends up in Egypt. God sent me here to nourish you. He loves the bride. He nourishes the bride. Behold, I will speak to you, my people. My love for you is an everlasting love. I care for you more than you understand my word. I will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able to bear. For with every temptation, said the Holy Ghost, I'll be there to deliver you from your adversary. Fear not of them that threaten you with their lips, but it's not in their power to hurt you. For no weapon shall harm you, because I am your protectorate. I'm your shield and everlasting hope. And I've chosen you. You did not choose me. And I chose you. 
for a life that I've given to you. You are my pride and my joy in this earth. And I will honor you on that day before the angels. And I will confess you to my Father, say the Holy Ghost. I've set before you an open door. An open door that no man can take and shut. Church, where you worshiping right now? Tonight, if you and I could crucify our natural man, we could leave you with victory. If we could step on the natural flesh, if we could step on the human flesh and step in divinity tonight, I think we could leave you excited, confessing victory. If we could somehow tonight step out of my first Adamic nature and step in divine nature, I think there could be rejoicing tonight. I think there could be rejoicing tonight that God had confidence in me to allow me to carry His cross like Simon did. God had confidence in me. God had confidence in me. Lord, don't let me miss an opportunity to be great for you. I may be in the pits, but the day will come I'm in the palace. Come on, beloved. Come on, beloved. With sincerity I come to you from my heart. I'm taking the truth as I know it. It was tragic those who did not accept the open door plan of God. Sometimes, not all the time, one of us got to go for others may live. He sacrificed Stephen that Paul might be saved. And God must have think highly of you. Mary, God put you through a whole lot. That's shame and people are talking about you. You're innocent. But that's what it takes to bring Jesus to the world. Tonight. Tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah tonight. Shabbatakama. Sister Nisha, would you raise your voice and pray for us tonight? Raise your voice and pray for us. Shabbatakama. Shakamaha. Hallelujah. Hakamaha. Shikababaha. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
Make the way. Shabahata. Zikabaha. Yes, Lord. I am mighty. Sukumahara. Hallelujah. I have been a new convert in churches and have seen and heard from my own ears a couple preach for our church. The man was just unbearable his home drink get drunk and just a lot more and the suffering of a precious wife and they both were preaching the gospel and every time he preached he weeps and goes back and confessing to us strangers that did not know and wouldn't have known the path it took to save him. All we saw was the beauty, but he told us the background on the potter's reef. Not just one, two or three more. A whole lot more. Church, you are the bride of Christ. No weapon shall form against you and prosper. It cannot prosper. God, let me tell you that. He said, He nourishes and cherisheth us. We all fail in terms of representing Him. We do what He does. He knows it. And that's why He chose us. <laughs> that's not the issue. He took a beating to save me. He took a beating <laughs> to save me. Now, I never forget that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God send you a word tonight. Be of good cheer. Amen. Amen. Suffering servant of Christ. Your work shall be rewarded. If you ever read the rest of the story about Israel's future, for all the pain they've been through and the suffering and their failures, you should read the end of the story. Thousands of years of glory to follow and victory. That shall be theirs. He says, No man shall touch her when God turned things around. And she regained back the place of greatness. Let's worship Jesus. Thank you for your patience, church. The Lord has spoken. The Lord has spoken. I know we got scars, we got pain. But that scar does always remind you like Jesus. He got scars too. He showed to Israel. I got this among my friends. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Let the church say amen. Church say amen. Hallelujah. God has spoken. Believe it.
God bless you tonight. Don't forget our youth. We're gonna pray. In fact, I'm going to pray right now. There's a family wants to go, and there's no ride. She says she'll go. She can find a ride. If I could, I'd make a ride for her. Amen. A spear. The two, the two girls. They got a mom too, the mother. Squeeze her on. All right. We'll take all we can for Jesus. God bless you, saints. I hope you leave here better off than you came. Amen. God's with you. Go ahead, sister.